Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here. But we can take it You're short or proud or round or we're queer I got a feeling We are onto something here Live from King's Place Woo! Woo! Might be coming your way. In it together, I think that's what I heard the man say. I got a feeling we are gonna be okay. Sam on peace, everybody! Hello, I'm Deborah Francis White. This is Global Pillage, the comedy show where a panel of comedians comb the earth for fascinating facts. We comb it so thoroughly that you know when you look at Mother Earth and think, what lovely neat hair she's got. We did that. (laughs) From the neat to the offbeat, please welcome today's comedians. On my left, playing for Rainbow Bright, it's Jamie Windust and Abigail Shimon. And on my right, playing for Tale of Two Cuties, Samina Zira and Radu Isaac. So, panellists, what makes you diverse? Firstly, Abigail Shimon. I am an American woman who grew up in a small town and went to the big city to realize her dreams. Oh, by the way, that city was New York, and my dreams crashed and burned, so now I'm in London. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the place you come to where you know your dreams aren't going to work out, but you're ready for compromise. Yes. Um, Jamie, how are you diverse? I think besides looking like Humpty Dumpty's sexier... Older ego on the weekend. I've managed to break through the confines of gender. So that means I have a hilariously obtruse worldview. I don't really see anything as anything. So these are just blobs to me. Everything, nothing is real. Anymore. If you're listening at home, Jamie is indicating towards the audience. Yes. These, these are just blobs to me. Yeah. You're welcome. So is nothing binary or nothing real? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to be real here. Nothing's binary. So nothing, uh, it's a very free worldview. So that's how I'm diverse. I love that. And Thank if you're listening at home, Jamie has beautiful makeup and like little stars on their face. Thank you so much. I'm loving it. And you have a magazine called Fruitcake, don't you? Correct. Yes. We should all buy that. Why are you called Rainbow Bright? 
Oh, because we're both colorful, and she's a 1980s cartoon character from America who used to fight crime on a horse that was also rainbow. And she's magical, and we're magical. <laughs> Is Rainbow Bright the name of the character? Yeah. Who's magical? Okay, okay yeah. good. I love it. I love your optimism. I love your belief in magic. I don't think you're going to win. <laughs> no, I've got a feeling they don't really believe in scores. Uh, so, no, Correct. No matter, like, they will win at life and therefore have no need to win at this yeah. game. Samina Zira, how are you diverse? Obviously, I'm brown for those at home who can't see me. I have a British Indian father and an Indian Indian mother. And I lived here till I was seven, and then my parents split up, and my mother took me back to India. And I didn't speak any Indian languages, which was very awkward for a while, and then I've been back and forth, and now I live here again. That is a tale of two cuties. People were talking around me, and I had to create this egotistical thing where I was a princess who had been kidnapped, and these were all my captors, which is why I couldn't understand them. Oh. And eventually, I didn't know what they were saying, and also when I tried to speak Indian languages, because I have a very loving family, they would just laugh their asses. <laughs> Do you speak any Indian languages now? I speak four of them now, yeah. Oh. I learned very, very quickly. Okay, well... <laughs> Therefore, that was a journey worth taking. It was. Radu Isaac, how are you diverse? I'm a boy. You're the only boy on the panel. And uh, I'm a Romanian. And I'm the young child uh, in my family, which I think makes me diverse, because no, we don't get credit of uh, how hard life is for uh, the youngest child. Oh, it is not. I'm a middle child. You want to talk about trouble, you come to me. Middle children. Baby's like, oh, you're the baby. Oh, the such, baby. such a middle child. Oh, no, childhood say. is harder for you, but then life is harder for the young child. Why? Because we have to adjust to not being pampered by everybody else around us. <laughs> Honey, the patriarchy did that for you. Yeah, it's true. Jamie, are you the youngest, oldest or middle child? I'm the youngest. You're the youngest too? Correct, yes. Do you also have this problem of now feeling underpampered? Yeah, but all my siblings don't understand the concept of either colour or makeup or anything glamorous. So I'm a bit of a black, a rainbow sheep, you can say, <laughs> of the family. So yeah. Indeed. Abigail, where are you in the family? I'm the second oldest of four. Okay, you're middle. Yeah. You're middle. You feel my pain. Yeah. Uh, Samina? I'm an only child because my parents hate children. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? They had you and then went, no more? Never. <laughs> they went, I'm sorry we did this together, goodbye, don't ever do it again. And they didn't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Maybe they just did it so well the first time they thought they couldn't replicate no. the perfection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, fair enough. Why are you the tale of two cuties? Because look at our faces. Yep. I think that's an offensive question, by the way. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Should have been um, obvious. Over in Penn's Corner, keeping the facts in line with such precision that from the right angle they might all easily be mistaken for one really long, thin fact. Please welcome Ned Sedgwick! Oh. And tinkling the ivories and eyeing up the tinklies, it's Samuel Wolfe! Ned, have you had any global experiences lately? Yeah, I was um, chatting to my friend Steve from Syria, uh, your housemate, Deborah, and he said that in Syria, where he lived, if you ever saw food that had been dropped on the floor or anything, you had to pick it up and put it somewhere kind of high because all food should be respected because it's like a work of art. People littering is like an insult to the person who made that food in the first place. Oh, really? Yeah, he said, like, I mean, it didn't God, seem like I one of those I feel really rooms. guilty now about the floor in our TV room. Oh, my God, all the floors in all your room. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you for that interesting global fact. <laughs> Our resident musician, Mark Hodge, who wrote the Global Pillage theme tune, is taking a break. So this week, Samo is going to create a special scores theme by scouring all the cultures of the earth for a folk song that's authentic, meaningful, and out of copyright. <laughs> Over to you, Samo. I hope it's out of copyright. This is a Japanese children's song from 1914. The only reason I know this is because I sang it in Japan with some friends for an old folks' home, and they all cried, and I had no <laughs> idea what any of it meant. Uh, turns out it's a song about coming back to your hometown, um, which is really, really lovely. I'm glad there's no, one Jap- there's no one Japanese in the audience, no one can speak Japanese. Oh, oh. oh rats, there is. <laughs> I'm going to apologise for pronunciation straight off the bat. Really nice and melody. We're gonna have um Tell us, so oh, tell us, net, what are the scores? Tell us, so oh, tell us, net, what are the scores? Nothing so far. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And I must ask you, Samo, how are you diverse? Those at home can't see that I have an Asian appearance on the outside. I'm actually mixed race. I was born and raised in Stoke. My dad's side of the family is about as white as they come. And uh, on my mum's side, she was uh, adopted and raised in Malaysia until she was five. So I am what I like to refer to as ambiguously Asian. Uh, I'm (laughs) genuinely. Thank you very much. Ambiguously Asian, Samo. Big round of applause. First up is our themed round. And this week, we'll be asking questions on a subject history has seen everything from, from great wars to girl bands. It's spices! I'll tell you how it works, how it really, really works. (laughs) All the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. In Denmark, what kind of people get pepper thrown on them on their 30th birthday? Rainbow Bright. Supposedly, women reach their sexual peak at around 30. Also, when you sneeze, it is like having a tiny orgasm. So I think when a woman turns 30, they throw pepper in her face so she can sneeze and have a bit of enjoyment. (laughs) Okay, tale of two cuties. I'm thinking maybe people with allergies. People people without allergies. So this way they know to be sympathetic to people with allergies for the entire year. Why just at 30, though? Like, why well, to wait well that's 30? when people turn Republican. <laughs> that's that's, that's 50. <laughs> Do you think people go more right-wing when they hit 30? They go more right-wing when they get older. Yeah, that's like yeah, a fact. Yeah. How old are you, Radu? So I'm fact. 32, but I don't follow politics. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just you throw it at bad people. So it goes in their eyes, and then they don't do bad things anymore. <laughs> That's like pepper spray. Wait, that's so what pepper spray yeah, is, right? Yes, but that's not generally bad people. That's generally bad governments throwing it in the eyes of good people. Oh, no. You know, women carry pepper spray, don't they? To, oh, to yes. To repel... Uh, or bears. Maybe you, you can, you know, bears. <laughs> so bad people get it when they're bad and also on their 30th birthday. <laughs> and also bears. And also bears. Bears. Bad bears. Bad bears, basically. Okay, yeah. so when bad bears turn 30 in Denmark... <laughs> Somebody will pepper spray their eyes. That makes sense. 
Okay, all right. So we've got two answers from the teams. Hive mind, do you have anything better than that? By which I mean anything. <laughs> if you're not married yet, anything else? If you are married. If you are married, <laughs> covering all bases. If you haven't had a kid yet? Yeah. If you haven't had a kid. <gasps> if you're not going into labour. And they want to induce labour. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Sorry. She's been pregnant I mean, since like 26. Are you contributing that to the hive mind? Yeah, you can have that hive mind. Okay. Uh, to induce labour in pregnant 30-year-olds. All right, so if you think it's to induce labour, buzz now. Nobody went for that, Samina. That's for people who haven't had a child, buzz now. To give them fertility. For people who are married or recently married, buzz now. Unmarried, Buzz now. Correct. Uh, it's single people who are also called pepper dudes. Um, and apparently this originally referred to spice traders who spent so long at sea they never settled down, leading to the tradition that if you were unmarried, they'd basically throw pepper at you and go, you're basically a spice trader. Ned... Uh, yes. Do they really hi. say pepper dudes? Yeah, it yeah. It's frankly uh, modern for an ancient tradition. It's a rough translation, and by rough translation, it's me putting it through Google Translate. Um, <laughs> so it's as rough as it gets. All right. After losing a war with the Dutch, what insulting gift were the British forced to accept in exchange for the valuable Spice Islands? I'm going to say Scotland. <laughs> it's not, it is, I have a feeling it was a piece of land. And at the time they were like, yeah, what is this crap? And now it's like something really expensive, which is basically the way the British colonized the whole world by going, yeah, give us your rubbish, but actually taking the good stuff. You I don't think it was Scotland though. Because why would the Brits so in the It was spice... Scotland or another piece of land. <laughs> I think okay. it was somewhere in America, either North or South America. All right, so we've got Scotland or another piece of vague land <laughs> in North or South America. Yeah. Or uh, around Europe. Or around no, Europe. It Europe. So in what, Europe. a piece of land on one of the continents that exist. <laughs> yeah, okay. Rainbow Bright. I don't know why, but initially my first thought was Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's probably inaccurate. Um, Abigailia? Yeah, I think it's either Nigel Farage or they threw pepper in their face. <laughs> <laughs> the insulting gift of Pepper face. Yeah. Okay. I've mind. After losing a war with the Dutch, what insulting gift were the British forced to accept in exchange for the valuable spice islands? New Australia. New York. I've got Australia, New York. Shetlands. The Shetlands. New York has already been taken by our team. <laughs> no, it has not. You cannot guard off all the land in the world as taken by our team. To be fair, that's the, the British, most British thing he's ever said. <laughs> Okay, if you think it was Australia, buzz now. New York, buzz now. Bzzz. <laughs> <laughs> you buzzing for the hive mind yeah. doesn't win it for you, but it wins it for them. Well, let the me be the judge of that. All the Shetland Islands, buzz now. You are correct. Uh, it's sort of New York. It was the island of Manhattan, and it was New Amsterdam. New York didn't exist. It then oh, became I think that's York. a bit mean. Oh, I think it's a bit mean. So I'm giving them half, five points, and I'm giving all of the land in the world half points as well. Five points for Ten of Two Cuties and five points for the Hive Mind. And rainbow points for Rainbow Bright. Thank Yay! you so much. Why is Nutmeg banned in Saudi Arabia? I know this. Well, then buzz. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've, you've literally oh, knocked the buzzer in your hand. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, 
It's because it has hallucinogenic qualities, but you have to take loads of it for that. But Saudi Arabia being as anally retentive as they are, they're like, no, mustn't have anything to do with intoxication. How much specifically asking for a friend? <laughs> I don't know, but you can use it as a seasoning. It's absolutely amazing. How many egg custard tarts do I need to eat? <laughs> Probably about 350. Perfect. Done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a win-win, isn't it, really? <laughs> 350 custard tarts, those little amazing Portuguese ones. And then you get a lovely trip. There we go. Rainbow Bright, do you have any alternative answers? I mean, my initial thought was because they're homophobic, but <laughs> that's my answer to basically everything. <laughs> um, Why would they ban nutmeg? Is nutmeg gay? I mean, it's got the word nut in it. <laughs> Tenuous links. And Meg Ryan is a treasure. Nutmeg. Uh, what well, do you think she's a gay icon? Isn't she? They're not called Nut Barbaras. <laughs> That's a good point. Nut Judies. All right. A hive mind. Why is nutmeg banned in Saudi Arabia? It's an aphrodisiac. It's an aphrodisiac. Mm, you bet. nutmeg before. <laughs> Anybody else? Just sha- believed to be poisonous. Looks like balls. <laughs> wow. It looks like. <laughs> Looks I like didn't test- want it to be that. <laughs> it looks like testicles. Anything else? All right. If you think it's an aphrodisiac, buzz now. Poisonous, buzz now. Or looks like testicles, buzz now. Surely buzz for that one for fun. Because <laughs> you pretty much know you haven't got the points anyway, because Tale of Two Cuties was right. If snorted in large quantities, it can have hallucinogenic properties. Yes. Yes, it uh, was a tradition amongst sailors back in the day to get absolutely slammed on nutmeg. Um, and it was banned a few places, I think in England for a bit, but also in some like, particularly strict areas of Saudi Arabia, they don't allow soy sauce because it's mildly fermented. It's kind of 0.000001% alcohol. And they're like, no. Well, I'm very excited to hear this about nutmeg. Oh, it also gives you massive migraines, like, for the rest of your life. So, up to you. The rest of your life? Yeah, apparently you just get rolling migraines. I've heard from a friend who's done a lot of research into it. I understand. From a friend. And it's the end of the round! Tell us, oh, tell us, Ned, what are the scores? Currently, there are two teams tied in first place, The Hive Mind and Tale of Two Cuties, but Rainbow Bright are running away on rainbow points by, I don't know, <laughs> a quizillion? <laughs> Thank you so much. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The next round is everyone's favorite round. Idioms! In this round, the panel have to guess what foreign phrases translated literally into English were originally intended to mean. For example, in English, we say... There's no use crying over spilt milk. Whereas in Belgium, they say, that Brexit is really a shit show. (laughs) Fingers on buzzers. In Germany, if you were called the extra sausage, what would that mean? I think it means, like, you're a card. You're, like, silly. You're like me. I'm an extra sausage. (laughs) I'm slowly figuring that out. (laughs) Extra sausage, Jamie? (laughs) say what you're thinking I'm going to say that it means that you are incredibly rich and your wallet looks like you have an extra sausage in your pocket Ah, is that a sausage in your pocket or are you just paying for dinner yeah or are you just absolutely loaded tale of two cuties I feel it means you're very very fun because you have an extra sausage that's Which what I said. Can, can mean like an orgy, but also literally a sausage. Uh, sausage about, are so good. you bring sausages to the party in one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> it could it be that the extra sausage is the thing that makes everyone sick because it's too much? You'd like you've eaten too much? You can oh, never have too what, much sausage. Oh, the wafer thin. Yeah, I think probably. So the one thing that's just a bit too much. Too much. Okay, all right. In Germany, if you were called the extra sausage, what would that mean? A third wheel? A third wheel? Oh, yeah. The cherry on the cake. Greedy. You are greedy. All right. If you think a third wheel, buzz now. Yes. Cherry on the cake, buzz now. Greedy, buzz now. In fact, it means that you're being a prima donna. Um, so, Ned, do you know anything more about this? Yeah, apparently it's from the last sausage was always the hardest to pull out the sausage maker. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm acting out for those at home pulling yes, out a sausage. Yes, 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 yes. Um, if you're at home, imagine Ned pulling out a sausage. Yeah. <laughs> and they put all the like, leftover spices and everything, so it was always the best one. But it also didn't really fit in with the other sausages. Yeah, so it does, it's not Oh, for. Jamie, that's totally you and me. <laughs> High yeah. five. Yeah, Abigail, let's be clear, you too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you two seem very grounded. Now... <laughs> Well, I'm going to use that from now on because no one's going to know what it means. So I'm going to be in a dressing room going, oh, he's being a bit of an extra sausage. <laughs> in Portugal, if you were to pay the duck, what would you be doing? Is it like paying the Pied Piper? Although as I say that, I also realise I don't know what that idiom means. <laughs> uh, well, the idiom is pay the piper. Pay the piper. It's not pay the Pied, Pied Piper. is a different guy and I knew that. Yeah. Pied no, Piper no, is a fairy story. Yeah, but it's the same guy that pay the piper is based on because if you don't pay the piper then you get into trouble, don't you? Right, because he steals your children or yeah. something, right? And mm. gives you rats. Yeah. What's That's bad. So, so you're saying like the duck is stealing London. the children? Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you don't if pay, you don't pay the, the duck, duck the duck will steal your children. Yeah. Okay, so pay the duck or you'll be in trouble. 
Okay. Tale of two cuties. Could it be that if you don't pay the duck, you'll be cold all winter because you won't get a duvet because the duvet is made with duck down? So the duck, if you don't pay the duck, all of the ducks will gang up and go, you didn't pay that duck, we're not giving you any fucking feathers for your pillows. I see, I see. Radu? I think it's sort of along those lines of, uh, it's kind of a tradition before you uh, kill and eat a duck, you kind of pay it beforehand, like symbolistically you take the money back afterwards. (laughs) Paid to be murdered. Okay, all right, in Portugal, hive mind, if you were to pay the duck, what would you be doing? Blamed for something. Um, getting someone to speak for you. Getting someone to speak for you. Bringing home the money. What was that? Bringing, Bringing home the money. Repent for bad deeds. Oh. Getting revenge. <laughs> I hope it's that. <laughs> you better watch her. I'm going to pay the duck. Okay. If you think it's blamed for something, Buzz now. <laughs> speak for someone else, Buzz now. Uh, Bringing home the bacon, Buzz now. Repent for bad deeds, Buzz now. Revenge, Buzz now. Okay, so I think maybe they did Buzz for the right one. Take the blame for something you didn't do. So it's sort of in the, it's in the, know, it's in the realm of blame for something. Yeah. Yeah. Is oh, it, you is did it, know. Is it a phrase in Spain as well? You should, oh. probably should have said. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can say you've got inside intel. Yeah, so if you were said to be paying the dark, you'd be taking the blame for something you didn't do. Do you know the origin of that? Or maybe no, I actually can find it. What's your name? Maria, do you know the origin of paying the dark? No, I don't. You don't. There is no origin. It's just one of those idioms. Um, <laughs> in Welsh, what is a French mouse? What is a French mouse? A tale of two cuties. Is this to do with Nancy Wake? She was called a little mouse or French mouse during the Second World War. She was a spy. I don't know why the Welsh would call her that, but that, the minute you say some more French mouse, oh, I yes, think of Nancy Wake. I know her. We did a Guilty Feminist episode on this, on yeah. the SOE women. Uh, in Wales, do they call so, a spy a French mouse, Radu? Do you so I think that? it's either being a spy or being, like, extra cowardly. That's the opposite of a spy, Radu. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're taking both sides. Again, North and South America. <laughs> well, we got five points last time, so, yeah, we're, yeah, lo- why not? we're looking for the five points. But it sort of makes sense, because you're both uh, French, and the mouse, so it's sort of like extra cowardly. That <laughs> is. You know how this is an inclusive show? Yeah, but not with the French. Yeah. No, no, it is with the French. It is inclusive. I don't know if the Romanian's the best person to bring up people's war records. <laughs> uh, Rainbow Bright, what do you think the Welsh mean when they say a French mouse? I think they mean a tiny person who's so cute and adorable and loves a good cheese and a red wine. <laughs> okay, so a bon viveur. Sure, that word. I mean, French mouse, to me, I can't stop thinking of something incredibly literal. So I'm thinking of just like tiny businessmen who think they're the bee's knees. So I'm going to go with tiny canary wharf business elites who are taking over Wales. <laughs> Hive mind, can you do better? In Wales, what is a French mouse? Condom. A condom? <laughs> Bam. A tampon. A tampon? What's happening? <laughs> Poor mouse. These are very good answers. A, t- a condom, Poor a tampon? Someone who's really rude, like they take the cheese but don't get caught in the trap. Oh, Ooh. someone who's rude who takes the cheese but doesn't get caught in the trap. Okay. It's a real fancy pants, like you'd have the town mouse 
<laughs> Fancy pants, like the town mouse, the country mouse, and the French mouse. I can't wait for that storybook. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you think it's a condom, buzz now. If you, think, if you think a French mouse is a tampon, buzz now. It's a French word, tampon. If you think it's a rude person who takes the cheese and doesn't get caught in the trap, buzz now. Or a fancy pants, buzz now. In fact, it's a rat. What? <laughs> a French mouse in Wales is a rat. So do they think the, 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 the name, the literally translated, mouse? one of the names for rat is French mouse. Wow. And it's the end of the round. <laughs> Tell us, so oh, tell us, Ned, what are the scores? The Hive Mind are going ahead now with 25 points. Tale of Two Cities is still in second place with 15 points. And Rainbow Bright are still keeping it cheery with no points. <laughs> <laughs> the next round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their cultural or family background. Perhaps someone here has a religion that believes learning is forbidden or where loud laughter is an insult. To be fair, we'd probably have noticed them by now from the bit where they'd walked out. <laughs> Tale of Two Cuties, do you have a question for Rainbow Bright? Yes, I do. I grew up in Kashmir, northernmost part of India, and they have a particular kind of wedding feast, and the wedding feast is called Vazvan, and it has a particular amount of courses. Like, it's quite a good feast. So how many courses are there in the traditional Kashmiri Vazvan? Is it... 12, or 24, or 36? Or 72, or 8. <laughs> or 7,000. We wrote the North question together. And South America. <laughs> I mean, on a personal level, we could just be optimistic and hope we're getting the most food possible. Yeah. But 24? 24, yeah. Is it, I mean, is it 36 that. custard tarts? Yeah. <laughs> no. One an hour for the whole day? Really? I, that's it. That's it's good. the middle 20. one, because 36 is like, calm down, mate. 24, yeah. you get one meal an hour. That's winning. No, it's 36. 36! Oh. Oh. Well, in that case, uh, Tale of Two Cuties scores, because Rainbow Bright did not get it right. Rainbow Bright, do you have a question for the hive mind? Yeah. This is your opportunity to score if they can't answer. Oh, I can't wait. I got a good <laughs> one. What is a Wigan Gump? Where is this from, Abigail? <laughs> It's either from Eaton, Ohio, or Greenville, Ohio. <laughs> okay, so we've got one answer there, Scarecrow. A Wigan Gump is a Scarecrow. Anything else? A Combine Harvester. A Combine Harvester. <laughs> this is some stereotyping about Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> are the two things you have there, Scarecrows and Combine Harvesters? Oh, no. Is it corn? <laughs> is it corn? Can I throw in an answer, a guess? Because I, I know one wait, other Can you wait till the, yeah, the home wait. life's done? They... Republican politician. Is it Republican? Okay, so we've now got... So we've no, now... but I like that answer. Once you hear what it really is, you'd be like, that no, could be that too. <laughs> Anything else? Sewage works. Sewage works, because you now think that's similar to a Republican <laughs> politician. <laughs> Stupid person. No. Okay, so is it any of those? Nope. Okay, so what is it? They're little troll-like creatures that live in the cellar of houses, or at least that's what my parents told me growing up. And I'm pretty sure at this point my grandfather made them up because the tale goes that they used to have one ear on top of their head. So when people were digging fence posts, it's a big game in Ohio, digging fence posts, uh, they could hear it underground and move before the fence post got them. 
What's it called? A wigging gum? A wigging gum. Have you Googled it to find out it's not just something your grandfather made up? Yeah, I did. He totally made it up, but I wanted a point, so... (laughs) (laughs) They don't come up on Google, and I've asked a couple people who are into monster lore, and it doesn't seem that anyone knows what they are. (laughs) Uh, So this is so diverse as to be Abigail's grandfather. (laughs) Um, Hey, you said from where we're from... North or South America. Yes, he is from there. (laughs) Okay, hive mind. Do you have a question? So I'm Sarah, I'm from Syria, and we have a saying that goes, he eats sweets in his mind. He eats sweets in his mind? Yes. Oh, it sounds like he's had too many nutmeg, (laughs) egg custard tarts. Does that mean he thinks more of himself than he is? He has a huge ego? Ratu, you get a go to then. Uh, he's from South America or North America. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke, answer Sarah. Don't take that rapid simple answer. So uh, eats sweets in his mind. Uh, just uh... maybe he's poor and he, he he's trying to pretending to be rich, like trying to be optimistic. Okay, so maybe he's poor and pretending to be rich and trying to be optimistic. <laughs> I feel like that was Samina's answer again, almost, Radu. Uh Is it an optimist? Or somebody who's pretending to have more than they do. Okay, so Sarah, what is it? Um, he manipulates him. He's manipulative. Ooh. He eats uh. sweets in his mind. I feel that was a manipulative question. <laughs> I think you're eating sweets in our mind, Sarah, in your mind. I don't know. It's a gaslighter, basically, is it? You've no idea where it comes from, Sarah. Well, it was a brilliant question, and it's the end of the round. <laughs> Tell us, so oh, tell us, Ned, what are the sores? Hive mind? Hive mind. You're still on top with 30 points. Tale of Two Cuties are second place with 20 points. And Rainbow Bright have scored actual points, thus nullifying all of their rainbow points, and have five points. Yay! I'm Jessica Foster Q. You might know me of this brilliant podcast, Global Pillage, or of The Guilty Feminist. I wanted to let you know that I have my own podcast. It's called Hoovering. But don't worry, it's not about chores. It's about eating, which is, for me, the opposite of a chore. It's about the highs, lows, and even mediums of eating. And I've had some huge guests. Jack Monroe, Rachel Riley, Simon Rimmer, and Deborah Francis White. I'd love it if you listened. That's all. Hoovering. Plug over. Thank you. the patriarchy round this is the round in which we ask a question about a noble victory in unlikely circumstances there's only one question in this round but it's worth double points so if you're the losing team this is your chance to rise from the flames like a phoenix rainbow bright or if that's dauntingly overdramatic for you let's face it it isn't (laughs) imagine yourself rising from the fire of coming last into the air of winning as a perfectly gooey marshmallow why did rihanna refuse to sing at this year's super bowl because of uh, Colin Kaepernick taking the knee and Trump not supporting, and so she didn't want to support either. For additional points, how are Nike double agents in this story? Rainbow Bright. Yes, that felt very powerful. Because they have just taken him on in their new campaign, question mark, mm-hmm. to basically promote his activism. And Both of these are correct, and hive mind, how does that make Nike a double agent so you have a chance to score? 
yes, they have donated an enormous amount to the Republican Party at the same time as taking Colin Kaepernick on as their spokesperson. So they're playing both sides. Oh, just do it, Nike. Just don't do it. Maybe just don't do it. Don't do it. So, yes, this is correct because of the NFL's decision to oppose Colin Kaepernick's protest against institutional racism in the USA. Rihanna uh, refused to sing at the Super Bowl and Nike has got money on both sides like the sweatshop owners. They obviously are. (laughs) The final round is our quick-fire round. Hive mind, if you know the answer, shout buzz and then shout out the answer as loud as you can. What Oscar-nominated film was called in China... Escape from Crazy Town, according to Ned and Google Translate. <laughs> La La Land. Uh, no. Django uh, Unchained. No, it's Get Out. Um, according to a study in 2014, only 51% of New Yorkers do what at home? Cook. Masturbate. <laughs> I knew someone was going to say that. I might. Watch watch masturbate what was that? Watch, no, uh, watch, TV. More. watch TV? No, uh, no it's speak English. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. While masturbating. No, <laughs> that's, no. In English, we say, I've put my foot in it. In French, they say, Azutelo, or I put my foot in it. <laughs> no, it is not. It's, I've put my finger in my eye. Finish this line from the Chinese national anthem. With our very flesh and blood, let us build this new stadium. <laughs> no, with our very flesh and blood, let us build this new iPhone. Moon. <laughs> not iPhone. No. No, not dream. No, not dream. Country. Yes, Great Wall. Correct. Oh. Correct hard mind. Where is the oldest Chinatown in Europe? I think it might be uh, in the UK. Do I have to say? That? Yes, you do have to say. <laughs> okay, That's I think if it's going to be in the UK, the it's going to be, it's gonna out, be Liverpool yeah. because the oldest Chinese community in the UK is in Liverpool. Correct, it's Liverpool. <laughs> what language is Magyar better known as in English? Hungarian. Hungarian is correct. What is the national animal of Scotland? A unicorn. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Rainbow <Yeah>. right. <laughs> That answer's on brand. Finish this Odessan joke. One Russian tourist says, I've just bought a tie for $3,000. And another replies... I've just bought 3,000 custard tarts. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes, yeah. you fool, you could have bought the same one down the street for $5,000 or $6,000. Correct, Hive Mind. And that means we're out of time and it's the end of the show. <laughs> Tell us, so tell us, Ned, what are the scores? Well, it was very tight in the end. Hive Mind only won by 15 points. <gasps> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Hive Mind, you're the winners. Tale of Two Cuties in second place with 30 points. Thank you very much. We did our best. And uh, Rainbow Bright <laughs> with the bronze medal, or last place, with 10 points. Yay! <laughs> So, for our winners, it's however many fat lines of nutmeg it takes to see a Scottish unicorn. But for our losers, the terrible news that their landlady is actually a duck. And I'll leave you on this proverb from ancient Rome. Oribus tenio lupum. It means holding the wolf by the ears, i.e. an unsustainable situation. 
Alternatively, if you do have a wand, I think it also works to help conjure your Patronus. (laughs) (laughs) Please give it up for Jamie Windust. (laughs) Abigail Shimon. (laughs) Samina Zero. (laughs) Radu Isaac. (laughs) Ned Sedgwick in Pedant's Corner. I think it was getting revenge was the strongest one. Revenge? If you think it's revenge, Buzz now? You've really not backed a horse there, and you should have, because one of them was right. Uh, Do you want to have one more go? Blamed for something, Buzz now? Speak for someone else, Buzz now. Don't, you can't just buzz for all of yeah. them. <laughs> I, I, Deborah, I think that you, they've, they've taken your generosity and they've paid the dock with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.